Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Red Kilo in New Cumberland, Pennsylvania, Shay Laracy. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic. I'm ready to rock and roll. My first podcast. Yeah, a little nervous, um, but I got, I got the, I'm bringing the energy. I'm bringing the flow. All right, man. Let's get to it. Just start at the top. What's Red Kilo all about, man? Uh, you know, I would say Red Kilo, we are a 24-7 operation gym. Uh, we have 4,200 square feet within our, in our facility. Um, the environment is focused on everyone achieving their goals in a supportive and collaborative environment. We focus on powerlifting. We have a lot of powerlifting athletes that compete in the USAPA um, and USAPL and a few other federations. We also do a lot of training with uh, combat athletes, such as football players, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, athletes, rugby players, and, um, and, the, and as well as those who are disillusioned by commercial gyms who are tired of seeing all these people posing in mirrors and taking up space and doing this and that. And they come here and they feel it's a safe space where they can learn and be supported by the other athletes. So some people think it's an intimidating atmosphere to walk into a gym, hear loud, loud rap music. And, but once they get here, they see the environment, they feel what we're about and they love coming back. And I think our goal is to uh, be the premier powerlifting and combat athlete facility within central Pennsylvania and to also bring in different people from different walks of life to say, listen, you can be wherever you want to be and we'll help you achieve those goals. Awesome, man. So give me some background. How did this idea come to be? It's fairly new. You've been open only since September. So um, I'm sure this isn't your first time in a gym when you decided to open one. So what's the background that led up to opening up Red Kilo? Well, I competed in probably about 50 plus uh, powerlifting competitions. Um, I once was ranked number two in the country, 165, um, in powerlifting, powerlifting, by powerlifting USA, um, in the 165 weight class. I have several national records. Um, I had for, for a while, uh, the national, the overall world record in the deadlift at one, at 181, 650 in a full meet until my, my good friend and former trainer, Trevor Jaffe broke it, who's an awesome trainer. And, and I'm definitely going to plug him. If you're looking for a trainer, Trevor's the guy. Um, and so I, I, I got very disillusioned. I use that word quite a bit by all the commercial gyms in this area. I couldn't find a gym where if I wanted to step on a, on a platform, use a deadlift bar, calibrated plates with bands and have chalk in my hands, there was no place to go. And we're about 15 minutes away from, we're in central Pennsylvania. We are located near York Weightlifting Hall of Fame, and we do not have a great powerlifting gym. And it was very frustrating, and it was very frustrating for a lot of people. So I slowly built my gym in my garage over COVID and over time. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to open the gym. Everyone was like, don't open the gym. You're stupid. Don't do that. And it was like, I got all this negative feedback. I said, you're right. I am. I'm always going to take the money that I was going to buy, open the gym and buy a house and down the, down the shore. I, I'm from Philadelphia. So I say shore and I say water a lot. So I have an, I have an accent. 
Sorry about that. I don't apologize for that. I have an accent. And so um, I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to open the gym. And I know what I want to call it. And I know what I want to do. I know what the mission's about. It's about great powerlifting. And it's great and bringing all the athletes that are, are being pushed out of the commercial gyms who can't find great equipment. Come here. And this is the place to be. And I think we're working toward, that, toward those goals. And um, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about where we're going, but I'm also excited about the members that we have and the uh, what we're doing in the community as well. And I do want to talk about what we're doing in the community, by the way. For sure, for sure. So when you started, when you had the plan, when you wanted to put this together, um, you know, you have, you have a background working with big businesses. You've seen a lot of numbers, seen a lot of logistics. To me, from the outside looking in, it doesn't feel like you open this the gym as strictly an avenue to make the most money that you can. You didn't go for the low hanging fruit for fitness or weight loss or or anything like that. You're like, hey, I love powerlifting. We need to have a powerlifting gym. So, being a business focused podcast, you know, it's a lot of people go path of least resistance. They just look for the biggest bang for their buck ROI. Was that ever a factor for you of like, how much money can I make with this thing? Or was it just, I want to build the best gym that I can, the gym that I want and, and find those people that want to come here? I had that kind of mentality that Robert Frost is, I forget the uh, poem, but I chose the, the, the path that's less traveled. Um, I've had a passion. I wanted to open, I want to do a powerlifting gym. I want to do one that can train athletes. Um, and so that's what I, what I did. I know it's a little bit of a niche. I know it's not for everyone and that's okay. Um, that we have no mirrors in this gym um, because it's not, we don't care to bodybuilding type people. I mean, if you want to be a bodybuilder and you want to pose in the mirrors and do that stuff, there are gyms for that. We're not that type of gym. We're a gym about focus, um, preparing for meets, helping people achieve their, their, their strength goals and in, in the process, creating a collaborative environment. So yes, I manage IT projects as my full-time job besides owning this gym and my money comes from managing projects. Now, do I like to have a little bit of a profit on this? Yes, we're very close to have, we're very close to turning that profit. It's electric, electric bills and inflation kind of settle, we're good. But you know, that's a factor that I'm work, working toward right now. We have about 160 members so far and I'm looking to grow that to about maybe 220 or 230. Um, so it, it's definitely a need in this area. Um, powerlifting is, has grown as a sport. I mean, you see the USAPA meets, USAPL meets. I, I work very closely with the USAPA in, in Pennsylvania, and we fill each meet with 50 to 60 lifters. So to have a train facility like us, that is has great powerlifting equipment, calibrated plates, ER racks, deadlift platforms, great bars, great equipment is definitely a need because you're not going to be able to do what we do at a commercial gym, bar none. Yeah, so there's a couple of things wrapped up in there. You've been open since September. Obviously, like you said, there's a niche. I mean, you're already around 160 clients. A lot of people listening to this or you know, may have been open for a year or two years or 10 years and haven't, haven't achieved that number. And we shouldn't always compare ourselves to each other. I say it just to open up people's eyes to the realm of possibility. So a couple of things stood out to me that really feel like they went into that for you. You 
had an idea to have a very specific environment, some very specific equipment, and then you took it on your uh, on your own to really get in the the grind and do some things with marketing to get your name out there to get it out. So, how do you feel like that stuff has come together? What were the key points that that led you to having this many clients already? I think you know I have, we're off. We have a great location. We're off eighty three in uh, Central Pennsylvania off Research Summit. A lot of traffic. Um, I already talked to, I have a pretty good reputation. I pray a very solid reputation within USAPA and within my own community because of competitive powerlifting for so many years. So people are, people already knew who I was from that perspective. Um, and, and well, Instagram, what I did was I trolled other gyms in the area. And then I went in there, I stole, and I said, follow this person, follow this person, follow this person. Then I reached out to the people in email. I text, you know, I message, message people said, come to the gym for a free workout, no obligation, just try the equipment out and then, you know, be there. Um, and then I ordered about 150 t-shirts. I gave them all, I gave them all away. T-shirts, tank tops, gave them all away, gave free bumper stickers away um, because I wanted that one my t-shirts out in the community. I wanted people wearing my t-shirts um, talking about, it. and then, you know, instead of having, and then when Instagram featuring the lifters, I wanted my Instagram to say, this is who lives here and blah, blah, blah. And this is what we're doing. And, and, and being 24 seven, a lot of commercial gyms in my area, they're closed on Sundays, which is, that baffles the crap out of me. I don't know why you're a gym. You're closed on Sundays or you're a commercial gym and you close three o'clock on a Saturday and three o'clock on a Sunday. We're open 24-7. So we cater to those people that are second shift, third shift workers. And if you want to come in and lift, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be saddled down or, or restricted by your gym that you're paying $30 to $5 or $40 a week, I mean a month, to lift at and you, you can't and you can't get in. So we can we accommodate those types of people. So, and there's other stuff that we do as well, we're gonna talk about. All right. So how did, how did your, your background here in project management planning factor into the original layout, the business plan for the gym, and then, you know, other, other non-traditional influence. I mean, you're a guy with four degrees here and you've applied that into your fulfillment side to the execution. So how do you bring those things that aren't super common to the, to the fitness world into it and contribute to this this facility this community you've built yes i have two masters i got two bachelors and two master's degrees uh the last master's degree is actually the one i use the other one was in government and government sucks so <laughs> i kind of had to uh kind of guy out of government and went to uh, the private sector of project management um how i use it was i developed a business case understanding my demographics understanding what what needs are out there um and part of that business case was understanding what my financials were and what I was looking to do and how I was going to grow. Um, so I did some, some projections and then understanding what types of people are, are I'm trying to reach and who they are. So within the USAPA, RPS and other, other powerlifting, powerlifting federations, trying to understand who in this area is doing powerlifting, who I can target. And that's how I was, I was able to do that. And then having strong ties um, in collaboration, such as Harrisburg Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a great place I go to. Um, and I, that's where I, you know, I do my BJJ. A lot of those guys came over, come over here. So part of that project management is also creating collaboration um, with other businesses. 
Um, so that's why I worked on two. And then as far as the execution of it was, I had a lot of, I already had quite a bit of equipment in my garage. And then understanding what equipment right now that I need and to expand my gym. So that's what I did. And then it, it cost me a little bit more than I thought it was as far as the stall mats. Stall mats were, were actually pretty pretty costly. So I, I had to factor in a little bit more of that. And then under my my swag, which is my estimations, I had to go plus or 10 minus. I kind of was over that plus 10, 10% pretty easily. Um, but then I had, uh, you know, a friend of mine bring in some equipment and, you know, I, 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 you know, I paid that off about a couple weeks ago. Um, it was a swing squat, hack squat, leg press, and a few other pieces. Um, so all my equipment I, I own. I, I, I don't rent it out. I don't do that. And, but I think one of the things also is, is execute, executing a, a plan and having schedules and having with, and having um, predecessors and understanding how everything roll, sorry how everything rolls up into a plan and so that's kind of what I did is I had a plan I basically executed it in understanding who was involved who my stakeholders were and how to get that done I think one of the things I would say is that if you have a landlord I think what's very important is which what I did was I paid a month in advance so I gave him a security deposit. I paid the uh, first month and then I paid another month rent. So I'm never behind on rent. Um, so I'm not always saying, oh my God, I got to pay the rent this month or I'm short. I already have a month paid, paid in advance. And that was really because if I ran into any kind of issues, I wouldn't be stressing out or I wouldn't be paying late because I already paid him. So if I had to pay the rent maybe a few days late, well, it's okay because I already paid him a month in advance already. So I think it's a lessons learned is that's what pay your landlord if you're renting a place, give them an extra, extra rent um, rent payment. Wow. And that helps create the, and that also helps create a good, and this then it also says, I'm serious about doing this and I have the capital to do this. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, the number one reason for small businesses in this country not making it is, is just being undercapitalized and not realizing yeah. that you, if you don't have really solid projections and in predictable revenue, things can go bad pretty quickly. So again, having your background, I think helps there. So let's dig into a little bit more there um, about some of the things that you're executing, the way that you do things in the gym uh, that are that are kind of unique. And then outside of the gym, um, some of the community involvement that you do. like. Yeah. Give, it, give me an idea of, of where those things come together. As far as the, um, whoops, sorry, what was your first question? So in, inside the gym, like you have some unique training methods. There's, yeah. you know, there's some, some, the way that you execute is a little bit, it's a different, you know, kind of the environment, all that. So where do you feel like you stand out and feel the niche there? I feel the niche is that we focus on powerlifting. We focus on strength and, and conditioning a lot more than, than, than any gym in the area. Um, we have, high you know we have the best equipment of er racks which are competition racks we had the largest set of calibrated plates within central pennsylvania and probably within the two or three hours away from any gym so it's, it's it's investing in really solid good equipment uh we have um stuff called we said have dumbbells we, we have thompson fat bells which are really great no one had really used them much but they're really balancing your hands. Uh, we have torch sleds, we're the wheelbase sleds, and then we have equipment such as flywheels um, called Prometheus Centric. 
And what that does is allows people who are not very good or are very good in their technique of squatting to learn how to help them get better within your squat technique. How that works is it's a belt system with a uh, wheel. And so the force that you apply up is a force that is applied down. So it allows you to kind of control that inertia of the wheel coming up and coming down. And you can use it for deadlifts. We use it for, uh, we use it for squats, deadlifts, any kind of rowing. We'll weigh it down. We'll do for, we'll do use it for pull-ups and, and for dips and, and other um, movements. Um, somebody asked me if I can get, if I got rid of all my equipment, what, what's one piece of equipment I would keep? It would be the flywheel. I love the flywheel. I had it for like four years and I definitely believe it's an awesome piece of equipment. And then we're continuously adding new equipment, new bars um, to, to the, to the gym. I'm always adding every two or three weeks, I'm adding another piece of equipment. So the members are seeing me not just take the money out of the equipment, out of the gym and put it in my pocket to go out to do X, Y, and Z they're seeing that money being returned into the gym. And I think that's a really important. Also, I'm probably one of the few gym owners that will actually clean toilets. Uh, I think you need to be able to, if you own a gym, you got and you, and you got to clean that, clean, the, clean that gym. You got to constantly be sweeping and, and doing next, doing this and doing that. And then if there's a mess in, in, you know, they know that I'll clean, I'll clean the gym. They know that, I will go scrub that, scrub those toilets. And I think them seeing me do that, that kind of role modeling sets the example that, you know, this guy loves his gym. This guy wants, you know, he's there for us. I mean, he's willing to get down, he's willing to scrub toilets for us. When he can pay somebody to do it, that's, that shows a lot who he is. Yeah. And then, yeah. and I have a 10 year old and, and, you know, I bring him to the gym and I want him to see me busting my ass. I want him to see me interact with people. I want him to see, me doing things because one of the things I, I I believe in believe in the gym it believe in this gym is that especially the young high school kids that we have coming in and lifting is that we want to there's a lot of grown boys out there and for my kid and for the high school kids that come here we want them to be great successful young men too many grown boys out there doing dumb stuff we want them to be responsible young men who are who are focused and, and have a purpose in life. And I think being here and me working with them and them meeting the other 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 type, type other guys that are in this gym helps them keep that focus. Awesome, man. So I hope I am answering your I'm rambling on, but I hope I'm no, answering no, your no. questions. No, you did. And I think that um, the influence that you're trying to have kind of leads into the other question. You said that you you kind of transcend the gym and do a lot of work in the community. How do you tie that all together? Yes, uh, before I even started this gym, I have probably done about starting in about five years ago. I started Pennsylvania. I started doing powerlifting uh, charity events with Pennsylvania Wounded Warriors. Um, the first event was going to a local gym and saying, "Can we do this?" And I, you know, I gave them the plan. They believed in what I was doing, and we raised about eighteen, nineteen hundred dollars that first that first meet, and just continuing to grow. And now I have this gym. And I have all this great equipment. And we just did a Pennsylvania PA Wounded Warriors event back in November. Um, it was successful. We raised about, I think, about maybe $1,600, $1,700 for them. And then we're doing another charity event for, for a young lady who has cancer, um, providing that money to the City uh, city of Hope Cancer Treatment Centers, and uh, I think it's in California. Um, and so when I opened this gym, I was like, you know what? I have a mission. I have an opportunity to 
be a positive impact in this community and and you know help people. And I think the the gym members are buying. They they definitely buy into that. They definitely buy into saying, "Listen, this isn't just a gym, but it's a community, and it's an outreach that we can help people." And I think that's a great thing to have. Yeah, yeah. There's never. You can never poke any holes in somebody's attempts to, you know, make the world a better place, use leveraging whatever you have, whether it's money, influence, connections, status, whatever it is. So kudos to you for doing that. So um, what do you see? I mean, the gym is so new that it's even it's it's hard to to even probably put this under wraps right now, but like where do you see the gym ultimately going? You, I know you, you're a 4,000 square foot gym. You think you can probably hold another 60, 70 people. Um, do you think you'll stop there? Is it something where now that you've got your feet wet, you're in there, you're doing it, that you think you, you might want to have a bigger gym or multiple gyms? Like what, what are the things you dream of the, the business becoming? Right now, I'm just focused on having the best gym I possibly can for the members that I have. Um, stabilizing the uh, stabilizing the stabilizing the gym membership, working toward that goal of uh, about two two forty two fifty members, um, and then becoming right you know within an intermediate I guess the intermediate goal is to be the premier like I said before premier powerlifting gym, and you know you know condition sports conditioning facility within combat sports facility within uh, Central Pennsylvania. From that point forward, moving maybe four or five years, possibly opening another facility. But like I said before, I'm not really into this to make a ton of money. I'm into it just to provide a provide a unique gym that you know caters to a, a certain niche of athletes. And I think we'll grow as we as we add more members, we add more props and services. Um, right now, I'm pushing uh, boxing. Now we have some boxing stuff in here. Um, trying to find someone who's qualified to teach boxing. Um, for me, it's I need someone who can get has been punched in the face a few times and has boxing done a boxing rig. I'm not looking for that that hair salon lady who has a certification from XYZ in 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 boxing. That's not what I want. I want somebody who has got busted up in the nose and 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 that's the kind of trainers I want. I want real world trainers, real. You know, and as far as personal training, I'm very strict on my personal trainers. I have one personal trainer now, um, and he has competed in powerlifting, and, and that's what I want. I don't want these people that come out of these new certifications that can't even do a correct push-up or a correct squat. I need somebody who actually competes and continuously competes. I think if you're going to be a personal trainer, you need to compete. You need to compete. You need to be pr proving what you're teaching actually works on a platform or on the stage. Honestly, believe that. I get a lot of pushback about that. I really don't give a shit. That's how yeah. I believe. It's what I believe. It, it's your sandbox, man. You can you can exactly. set the rules however you want. All right. So unfortunately, we are just about out of time, and there's a million other things we could get into, but we're up against the clock. So before I let you go, uh, if people want to find out more, if they want to find you, they want to find Red Kilo. What's the website? What's the social media? How do they find you? So I think the best bet is Instagram. We're on red.kilo. Uh, just to type in red.kilo, Barbell and Fitness. About 1,100 members right now. 
uh, continuously to grow. We do have a website. It's not as robust. It's, it's pretty. It's nice, but it's not as updated as I like to be. Um, it's Red Dash Kilo Barbell and Fitness, and then we do have a red, oh Facebook page as well. Uh, red Kilo, um, and we're located in Central Pennsylvania between Harrisburg and York, uh, right off 83. And you know, like I said before, anybody's interested in coming in to work out, let me know. Anybody's coming in, interested in uh, talking to me about my business model and what we're doing. I'm a pretty cool. I think I'm a pretty cool person. My kids don't think so, but I think I am. Just come in and we'll, we'll talk. All right, man. Well, I really appreciate you. It's, it's good hearing, you know, somebody with a, a unique model. I love that you're kind of ahead of the curve on some of this equipment and really just going Sorry. in for something, you know, um, based on the passion, but also making it work with a smart business plan. So I appreciate you spending some time with us here this morning. It's been a blast and uh, I look forward to catching up with you another time. Yes, sir. I appreciate the time. I appreciate you guys uh, put me on your podcast. Thank All you right. very much. All right, man. Thank you. So to everybody out there listening, you know, we wouldn't be here without you. We appreciate you being here with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you want to hear more, click the link in the description, hit subscribe. We'll notify you new episodes drop to everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation. Keep working hard. Keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Joe from Different Breed Sports Academy in Teaneck, New Jersey. Welcome to the show. How are you today? What's going on? Thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys for having me uh, on the show. Excited to have you here and really dive into your business. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about what it was that got you started in the industry of being a gym owner. Okay. Um, so I didn't start as an owner. Um, long story short, um, it was a local gym uh, by my house. I got into boxing. I got into boxing late. It was a boxing gym. I was 18. Um, and I walked in the gym and I met this guy. And uh, we've been partners ever since, literally. Um, he was my trainer. He told me how to box. Um, you know, he was my coach, my mentor, uh, in and outside the gym and outside the ring. So, um, for, for a couple of years, um, ended up going to school, but I never left the gym. So I was always in the gym, helping the kids, helping the other kids, um, coaching, stuff like that. So when you're with somebody every day for like 10 years, you basically become family, um, you know. And I always wanted to open up a gym, some sort of gym, maybe a little studio, something boxing related, like on the side. So anyway, long story short, I graduated from school. Uh, I was a teacher, you know, teacher, teacher hours, eight to three. So I was always in the gym after school, uh, weekends, holidays off. So I lived in the gym. And then, you know, one day I brought it to him and I was like, yo, let's just open up our own spot. Let's, what do you think? Uh, and uh you know, he was like, time is not right. Everything, you know, you know what it takes to run a business, blah, 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 blah. You know, he's 30 years my senior. So 
Um, and then one day, um, the facility we were at just closed kind of out the blue. And uh, we moved to another spot real quick um, where we uh, met some other trainers that we knew from the industry, from, you know, the boxing. Boxing is a real small sport. Um, and uh, I just, I hated it there. It was miserable. It wasn't home. It didn't feel like home. It wasn't ours. And one day I was just like, yo, OG, like, <laughs> let's, let's do it for ourselves. And he's like, all right. And we just looked into it. We got the capital. We found the spot. Everything just fell into line. So I'm a, I'm a huge believer of everything happens for a reason and timing is everything. And it was just our time. And, uh, you know, we did it. We did it. It was just every night, the grind, just, just from nine o'clock to midnight, every night, just research and, 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 and figuring stuff out and what we're going to do and budget plans and, and how we're going to do this and just, just, just sharpening the ax, getting the tools ready. Um, and we did it. Awesome. Well, congratulations, Joe. That's huge. You really built something out of this dream that you had. And so now you have different breed sports Academy. And so for listeners, your elevator pitch, paint that picture for us, kind of give us a good idea of who you are and what you guys have to offer. So the facility, so we work with everybody. Um, our goal is, is to create a lifestyle change for everybody that walks through those doors. We're hands-on, we're engaging. Um, we have a unique staff um, of trainers. We have an open gym facility, an open gym membership. So you could come, you could work out. Um, like I said, we're hands-on and engaging. So you're never really by yourself. You're never really alone in the gym. That's what's unique about us. Um, everyone gets a little TLC and a little attention to detail. Um, we train everybody. We have a youth program. We train senior citizens. We train professional athletes, um, professional fighters, professional football players, professional basketball players. Um, yeah, that's about it. We have classes, personal one-on-one -on -one training, um, group classes, group training. Uh, we, we do everything. Wow. So since you do everything, I'm assuming that that client base is pretty wide. You know, I know that you touched on the fact that you work with a lot of, you know, athletes, but do you have a general population as well? You know, a mom that might be coming in looking to lose some weight, stuff like that? For sure. For sure. Um, we train moms. We train um, women that just, you know, just had kids and they're getting back to the gym. We train the youth. We train senior citizens. Uh, people coming off surgery, uh, rehab, stuff like that. So we train everybody. Awesome. That's really, that's really exciting to hear, you know, when we're able to have kind of a wide umbrella like yours of services available, you know, we're really able to train a lot of people. Um, it's good for business. It's good for us. And um, the more that we're able to do. So with that being said, What's kind of like the number one service that people are coming to you for? Is it kind of, you know, that open gym or is it more so your group class, your one-on-one -on -one training? Like, what would you say the bulk of your clients are utilizing? Um, a little bit of both, a little bit of everything. Um, when you sign up, you have uh, an open gym facility, an open gym membership, and you, you can take classes. We have a couple packages with classes that are built into your membership. Um, so our classes are always booming. Our classes are always packed, uh, especially our boxing class. That's our bread and butter. Um, but then the personal training. So people, people are coming to, to, to get healthy. Um, so whatever they want to do and however fast they want to do it and they have a timeline, we're here to help them achieve those goals, those fitness goals and get those results. So, you know, some might be on a faster track. For example, we just had a young lady, you know, her wedding was coming up soon and she really was 
putting that grind in because you wanted to look, you know, good in that wedding dress um, versus someone, you know, so she was doing a lot of personal training versus someone that's taking the time nice and steady, might be new to working out, might take a class here or there, um, stuff like that. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So a little bit of everything, a little bit of, you know, everyone in terms of clients, what percentage of your business would you say is personal training? Like, you know, you had to kind of look at the, the revenue standpoint, what percentage of that is coming from personal training? Right now? Revenue, it's up right now. It's maybe about 40% personal training. 40%. So you guys do a lot of personal training. People are coming to you, like you said, with goals like this young lady who's trying to get ready for her wedding. You know, they're coming to you with goals like that. And then you guys kind of really mold it uh, and build a program for people specifically. 40% yeah. is huge. That's a really big number uh, um, of personal training. With that being said, how many trainers do you guys have right now? Um, excluding myself and my partner, we have about, I would say 16 on staff, but we do training as well. So 19. Okay. 19 trainers. Um, that's, that's a lot. Are all of your trainers like part-time full-time? Are they, um, employees or are they kind of like a, you know, contract? How do you, how do you guys do that within your facility? Everybody does it yeah. a little. Yeah. So we have, we have, um, I guess to be classified as independent contractors, but we have people that are on paid floor hours hourly. Um, we have people that get paid for their sessions. We have people that get paid for the classes. Um, so yeah. everything. Yeah. Okay. So my next question to you would be, you know, taking a look at your facility, I know that there's kind of all different services there, but how many people are you guys able to serve right now? Like how many members or, or clients do you guys have in total right now? So right now we're closing in on 600 members. Wow. Uh, yeah. 600 members. So that, that's a lot. How many square feet are you guys? 6,600 square feet. 6,600 square feet. And you've got 600 members. That's like amazing. General rule of thumb, 100 members per 1,000 square feet. You guys are there. So you know, are you looking to hit the gas and welcome in new faces? Or are you at a point where you're kind of capped out right now? What does that look like for you? Never capped out. Never capped out. We're always putting the pedal on the gas. We're always, um, you know, we haven't even scratched the surface yet. We have not even scratched the surface yet. Um, our location is, is, is real key. Um, where we're at, you know, there's a lot of, uh, developments going on, a lot of new condos going up, a lot of new apartment buildings going up around. So we're just waiting for more people to come. It's a blessing. That's awesome. So you said you're really looking to hit the pedal to the metal. With that being said, what are you doing to hit the pedal to the metal? What are you doing to actively aid that growth process so that you guys continue to see an upward tick from 600? Um, just getting people in the door and providing a top-notch service um, that you can't get anywhere else around. Um, like I was saying, we're real hands-on and engaging. It's a really family environment. So people feel comfortable and safe and enjoy working out. It's not like, uh, like a drag, like, oh, damn, I got to get up. I got to go to the gym today. Nah, it's fun. We got the music bump and the energy, the people. Um, so just giving a service and then just getting people in the door, um, the hand to hand. That's my partner's, you know, he's the best. I've never seen anybody better hand to hand going out, talking to people, we're in the schools, um, we're showing people, we're telling people our Instagram page is big right now at different breed sports. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a constant grind, a constant grind of just getting people in the door and providing, uh, excellent service. Awesome. Yeah. I think, 
you know, once you have the people in the door, it's up to you guys to provide an excellent service. And it definitely sounds like that's been something that you've been able to do. Um, so, you know, in the business, you know, it's always about bringing people in the, in the door, but we all kind of do that a little differently. And for you, it sounds like your approach is like, you guys are very involved in the community. Um, and that kind of comes back to word of mouth. And in this industry, word of mouth is great because ultimately, it's free advertising for us to go out to our community. Um, and all we really have to do is just be nice to our clients, be nice to people in our community, and we're going to have good word of mouth. And that's perfect for us. But at the same time, it's not necessarily a measurable way for us to grow because we can't count on welcoming in 20 new clients per month through strictly word of mouth. We can hope that we're going to get 20. Some months we get might get more than 20. Other months we might not get many at all because um, there's kind of ebbs and flows there as you know seasonality and all those things kind of happen so we kind of look at digital advertising like you said instagram facebook places like that as a a little bit more of a measurable way for us to bring in business and so for you guys have you guys done the paid advertising side of things on facebook instagram or is it mostly organic you know videos pictures of your members stuff like that so, so um, going back to what you said, word of mouth for us is huge. It's key. I know it's not a you know a measurable analytic, um, but we just we just um, go with the rule of times two. One person tells another person. Two people tell two more people. That's four. Four turn to eight. Um, I can't tell you how many people have been referred in word of mouth. It's it feels like almost everybody because we are so community based. Um, and like I said, we're in the schools, and it's always been about the community for us because. Uh, our startup, you know, the other box gym we're at was a, a, a community-based uh, center. So we're always, always, we're always big and build the foundation on being a staple and center of the community. So word of mouth is huge for us. Um, yeah. Today, Instagram, Facebook, uh, what else is there? TikTok, all that stuff. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a big social media guy, but um, that's the trend and that's the wave. We've had a couple paid um ad boosters and stuff like that to try to you know spread the uh spread the word but um you know uh, to be honest that uh, I, I don't really like doing that because um how are people in, in la or where you're from orlando or miami or how are they gonna come to the gym you know what i'm saying of course, of course, of course. and so you know what you're saying like the word of mouth thing i want to agree with you joe like it's freaking awesome right we to have word of mouth and like i said it's free so if we can really really utilize that it's amazing for our business but also you know with that we can't say you know we're at 600 members right now we're gonna reach 700 in the next six months we can't like count on that happening through through strictly word of mouth and so that's why i kind of mentioned the digital advertising thing and with facebook instagram i know that i'm not a marketing expert and it definitely sounds like you're a fitness guy you're a business owner but you're not a marketing expert why would we be we didn't go to school for that right um and so um you know there's a difference on facebook between boosting a post and somebody around the country kind of seeing it or advertising targeted advertising and reaching the people in your community that might otherwise not even know that you exist because even if we have the best word of mouth in the world Susie who's sitting on her couch at home you know on Instagram on Facebook might want to lose 20 pounds she might not know the right people to know that you guys exist 
exist. And so that's why we really look at, you know, digital advertising as a, an element of your business. But you guys said, you know, your presence on those places are, are big right now. So my question to you would be, you know, are you guys bringing in organic leads through your social media at all right now? Um, yeah, organically. So we have a video guy, uh, my man, Sean Just Cope. Shout out to Sean Just Cope. We do have a video guy. Um, he films everything for us. He um, he posts for us, puts on our YouTube page, our Instagram page, stuff like that. Um, and a lot of times, organically, people do say, oh, we've seen you on social media. We've seen your Instagram page. And then they walk in the door. And, um, and once again, just giving them that top-notch uh, customer service and uh, keeping them, ma- making them stay, keeping them, keeping them in the building. So, yeah, and then from there, word of mouth, friend of a friend. So, yeah, digital marketing is definitely important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, if you think about the past few years, Joe, and, like, as unfortunate as this sounds, like, everybody's spending way too much time on their phones. People are working from their computers. So, like, if we can tap into those areas where they're spending a lot of their time, and use it to our advantage as a business owner, it's the best thing. Um, and so the next kind of question, you know, I have, we're going to kind of take a steer here away from this topic and kind of talk about something else is, you know, within your business, what's that one thing, you know, that challenge that you guys see, um, what has been something that has kind of held you back a little bit? Because I think by us talking about challenges, um, it's relatable for the listener here. Um, you know, you and I both know that this is not always unicorns and rainbows. Um, and so what has been a challenge or something that has kind of been a bottleneck for you guys? Um, uh, besides a worldwide pandemic, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, challenges um, for us, I would say um, just making sure we surround ourselves with the right people, the right team, the right staff um, that can help us once again, provide the service, take care of the members um, and really push the brand and really take ownership and be a part of something special um, is finding the right people. And that's probably in, in, in any avenue of business or any job. Um, it's just finding the right people to help surround yourself and, and build and grow with. Um, we have, a great team, a great staff, a lot of people, loyalty. I'm big on loyalty. A lot of people have been with us for a long time. Uh, like I said, the boxing community was real small um, where we're from. So a lot of people have been with us a real long time. Um, and there's some people that haven't been with us, you know, 30 day trial and it just didn't work out for whatever reason. So I would say surrounding yourself with the right people um, is real big. Yeah, totally. So, you know, you just kind of uh, mentioned a few things there. Um, the first, you know, staffing, that's huge. Everybody's kind of struggling with that. You, you know, you always want to make sure that you are bringing the right people on board. And then once you have them on board, you want to make sure that you are really, you know, pouring your time into these people and developing them and presenting opportunities for them because that's what's going to want that, you know, want to help them stay around. Um, and then you kind of also mentioned something there, uh, maybe unintentionally, that you bring people in on a 30-day trial. Is that your members? No, no, no. Like uh, what I meant to say was um, some staffing have only been here for 30 days. For, okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I got it. So look, give me an idea, Joe. You know, when you get a new staff member on board, is there kind of a process that you follow to get them like developed and, you know, um, to fit in with the culture of your facility? Um, 
they have to, before we even think about bringing them on board, we, you know, we got to see them. We have to meet them. We have to talk to them. We have to see if they would even fit the culture and the brand um, and the environment first before we even, you know, whether they be uh, a previous member or a trainer from the community that we know from another facility or even just through Instagram or, you know, it, it, it's a little bit of a process. Because we're so, we're so unique and hands-on and engaging, and once again, I, I'm preaching that family atmosphere, that family environment, um, you got to be part of the family. Um, so if you don't, if off the bat, the energy is not there or something just, we just don't click for whatever reason, you know, we're not even going to approach you or ask you. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. I think, you know, there's not everybody can fit your brand. Um, and so you really have to kind of find the right fit and run with that and, you know, accept that not everybody is going to be the right fit for what you have to offer. So, you know, final big question that I have for you here, Joe, is, you know, if I could hand you a magic wand right now and say here, like all your dreams for this business come true, what would that picture look like for you? I want to open 49 more, one in each state. So you want to have this business be around the country. What has to happen within your business now to get you to that point where you have 49 locations? Um, we just got to keep doing what we're doing. Just home, our, our, our home has to be good. Um, we have to have the right staff. We have to have the right people around us. Um, we just have to keep bringing people in and just keeping the place clean. I, you know, I have, I have a saying, I have a motto, you know, I wear many hats in the building, but I tell everybody, my job is to keep the place clean and keep the customers happy. If that's what I do by keeping the place clean and, you know, making sure my, my team and staff are giving top notch quality customer service, people are working out, people are engaged, people are targeting and hitting their fitness goals and they're achieving their fitness goals mm. and they enjoy working out and they want to come back and they're telling friends and family and, and it's built organically, then I'm doing the right thing. We're doing the right thing. And once, once this is done here, then maybe we could spread out. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm excited to see how that is, you know, able to play out for you, Joe. And I appreciate you kind of sharing that dream with us. Um, where do you guys have a social media page that our listeners can go to find you? Yep. At different breed sports on Instagram. Perfect. Well, I'm excited to go check it out. Um, and thank you for being here today, Joe, for our listeners. Thank you guys as well. Don't forget if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like, and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always until next time, gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. 
That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today. And I'm here with Steve from TNT Athletics in McHenry, Illinois. What's up, Steve? How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. It was kind of cool to get a call. Um, someone asking me on a, asking me to be on a podcast. I felt a little famous for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Very, very random usually, but I'm glad that it made you feel famous. Some people are a little sketched out by it sometimes. So <laughs> yeah, you get all sorts of weird calls all the time. And I got yeah. a random call from a random number. And yeah, no, I'm just, I'm happy I could uh, be on the podcast. This is, uh, this is cool. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for taking the time. All right. So let's jump into the details uh, without wasting any time. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? What's the kind of quick backstory there? Um, super quick, short version. Uh, I'm a former division one football player, um, professional arena football player, had a trial with Chicago bears, didn't really amount to anything, but I knew um, my whole life that I loved the grind aspect of becoming an athlete, the working out. And I understood it really well. I loved the process. And I mean, who doesn't love helping people get in shape? You know, so when I came back home, um, a lot of kids knew what I did, you know, played division one football, and it just kind of one thing led to another, I started training athletes, and it grew from, you know, no clients to a good amount of money coming in every month. And I eventually incorporated and it's just been a snowball effect ever since. Awesome. Okay. And now what does your business model look like today? How are you structuring things within your facilities? Are you doing, um, mostly team training, large groups? Are you doing semi-privates one-on-ones? How do you structure things? Um, the way we like to call it is it's group training with a personal feel to it. So we have multiple coaches in the room. I mean, so it, like I said, it started with the athletes, but now we, we do gen pop too. So we, we have this program called fit camp. Um, but everyone's in the same weight room. We all are kind of working together. Um, I guess the best way to put it is we replicated the collegiate weight room, mm-hmm. right? So, so many parents and so many kids, we strive for college athletics, and we know that. So uh, we created that atmosphere in attempt to get them all ready for the next level. So uh, like I said, we call it group training with a personal feel to it. So you sign up for your, your RSVP for your class time, you show up, everything's ready for you on the board. Um, we do GPP training with a personal touch to it. So like, let's say little Timmy's got some bad hamstrings, we focus on their hamstrings. Um, Cindy over here needs to work on her vertical for volleyball. We'll have things ready for her as well. Um, and then that, like I said, the, we have that fit camp as well, which is more of that gen pop. So the, if you come in and you have specific goals, we work towards those, but otherwise we have basic workouts on the board. Um, and there's many different options as well. So, uh, the reason we kind of tailored it that way too, is rather than having, you know, a really in shape person working next to someone who's not so in shape. And that can be frustrating in a lot of ways to the person's out of shape. Um, We don't expect anyone to go at any sort of class pace. 
you choose your own pace. And then we do have classes where it's more like boot camp ran, you know, like, well, I'll run the class or one of the instructors will run the class where the pace is kept at my pace and not your pace. So um, that's kind of the, the basic overlay structure of it. Um, it's very, very big schedule, a lot of freedom to it, um, but it's personalized in a lot of ways too. Got it. Okay. And how many athletes or members are you currently serving? Um, Oh, I just looked the other day and I can't remember. I think between, um, the two locations, it's right around, uh, 200. Okay. Um, That's, that's, um, that's including everything. So it could be a kid that's in a 10 pack and they show up like once a month or a kid that's in a 20 pack, they show up like once or twice a month. And then we have some online clients that train virtually with, with our app that we have. Um, so yeah, that's in kind of encompassing everything between the two locations. Okay. And as far as the marketing side of things goes and getting the word out there about what it is that you're doing at your facilities, what does that look like? What are you, how are you getting the word out there? Right. So, um, I actually get this question pretty often and there people are always very surprised by my answer, but literally all we do is the free social media. We do almost no ad campaigns. Um, but the best way to get business in your door is word of mouth. And that's something that has been like the stride, the, it's been the main thing that's pushed us the entire time. It's just family telling family, friends telling friends. Um, and we're to a point now where, um, the only thing that we ever really market is like new programs. So like we just did a straight 60 program, which get a, it was a lot of, or, uh, I'm sorry, we got a lot of success from it. A lot of people signed up for it. Or if we do, um, we're starting a new program called send me muscles. So it's going to be an at-home training program. I'm planning to put, um, quite a bit of ad campaigning into that. But when it comes to just the gym, the gym runs by itself. Uh, we have a good amount of members that we're very comfortable with. Um, we're pretty selective with who we train. We don't like to just take people's money. I know a lot of people will be like, what the heck is your problem? Um, but we, we want people that want to make a change for the long haul because fitness is not short term. Fitness is, will never be short term. And those of us who have been in it for a long time, we know that. So mm-hmm. if I feel like you're not invested I don't, I don't want you to come to the gym. And I know maybe that sounds harsh, but I need just as much commitment as I'm going to give to you. And our company is going to give to you. We need you to give it back. And if there's Mm -hmm. any like half in half out and we can't convince you to be full in, then I don't think we're a good fit. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's a two-way street, right? It's like, you can only do so much for them. You can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Right. So they have to be committed and, um, actually want to reach goals. Otherwise it doesn't really make sense. So, yeah. And we can all name that family member that talks about getting in shape all the time and they never do anything, you know, Mm -hmm. if I can, if I can convince you to get in the door and I can feel like, all right, I really want to sign up. I I, I can feel your energy and you really want to make a change. Let's do it. That's awesome. But Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to convince you, you kind of have to convince yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now are you, so you're happy with the membership numbers currently, you're not really looking to add people or what, what is that looking like for you? So we're, we're, we're definitely happy with the numbers and with our current location setup, um, we have a really unique setup when it comes to our gym. So we are 
my business model was created around sharing space. So I'm inside a baseball facility that is basically mine the entire baseball offseason. So right now we have like 25,000 square feet of usable space. Mm-hmm. Um, the weight room is about 4,000 square feet, but we have like all the baseball tunnels, the, the turf areas. So um, this time of the year, we can grow. It's awesome. But in the winter, we run into an issue. So we're almost kind of maxed out with our McHenry location when it comes to um, availability of space and equipment. Um, so the goal, and it always has been the goal, but so many factors go into, you know, having a new building, you know, more square footage, location, capital up front, like what's going to, what's going to require, like, is the, is location even, um, or I'm sorry, is the area you're in even have a, de- a high demand for another gym, you know, so you talk about saturation with other gyms and things like that. So I would love to have rather than building three locations, one big giant location under one roof. And that would be the ultimate goal. But like I said, there's so many things that go into something like that. So we're, we're happy. Yes. Um, hungry for more. Absolutely. It's just a matter of uh, kind of finding that right move to make next. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on the general fitness side of things, what types of offers do you put out there if there are any, I know you said you really don't do much as far as advertising goes, but you know, when you do talk about that side of things, what is the offer that is intriguing people or or making them want to come to the facility or making them want to walk in the doors? Um, I think the offer, so I didn't really, I don't really like extend any like special crazy offers or anything like that. I think what really gets the attention, um, like for instance, I'll use the straight 60 that we just kind of launched. What really got people motivated was the no bullshit approach. Mm -hmm. Um, Because so many, we all have Instagram and social media and we all see the bullshit nonstop. Like take this pill take, do this keto, do this quick fix. And I think the one thing that I posted about was that I'm here to help long-term. I'm here to make a change long-term. I want you guys to realize that. I want you guys to see that. And that was the point of the straight 60. Like you can go 60 days, you can make a change very easily. And as long as you adhere to these really strict rules that I want to give you that are going to help you, it will help you a lot, you know, and a lot of people responded really well to that approach rather than I'm going to, you know, for this amount of money, I'm going to make a change for the better. You know what I mean? Like you can tell, you can tell the people that are chasing the dollar and the people that really care. And I think the passion and the no bullshit is what really brought people in for the straight 60 challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I was very much so the same way in my gym. You know, I didn't accept everybody into the facility. You had to actually be serious about reaching your goals because everything that I did was a reflection of me. Everybody that comes out of that facility is a reflection of me. Exactly so, right. You know, it's like you better make sure that you're providing the value and you've got the right people in the door and they're actually getting results. That's the number one thing that sells results. Right. You know? And one thing, one thing that we do too is we constantly check in, like I'll hound you. You know, so like if you, if you have an unlimited plan with us in the fit camp and you're showing up once a week, I'll shoot you a text and be like, Hey, your attendance sucks. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to be like nice about it. I'm going to be like, Hey, you're, you're wasting your money. Like, right. maybe, maybe we should switch you to a 10 pack because I'm 
basically stealing your money right now. You yeah. know, so. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. And now as far as other levels of service within the business itself. So multiple ways to grow a business, get more clients, get them to pay more by providing them higher levels of service and therefore other streams of revenue for the business. And then also keeping them longer, much cheaper to keep a client than it is to acquire a new one. Right. Uh, so are there any other streams of revenue that you have within the business, any other levels of service that you're providing or kind of any extras there? So we have, um, just a quick breakdown of all the different types of training you can do. You do personal training. We call it uh, dual personal training. So it's basically personal training with a friend. We have the fit camp. We have the online virtual training. Um, I recently launched this. Uh, we call it the virtual AM army. Basically what it is, is you're just subscribing to our strength coach workouts. So there's no training involved. You just subscribe to our app. You get our workouts every single day. And that's been, um, just recently actually started kind of taking off a little bit and it's, it's no extra work, which is beautiful, right? Like I'm just posting, I'm posting workouts that we're doing every morning and people are just kind of joining in on the fun and uh, we stay connected, you know, via email or text or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, that's pretty much uh, all of our, all of our revenue streams right there is the different types of training. Got it. Okay. Uh, and then as far as retention goes, how has retention been for you? Are most people sticking around on a monthly basis? Is that an issue for you? Is it not? What does it kind of look like there on the back we, side of things? Uh, fit camp, we don't have any issues with retention. People uh, kind of fall in love with it right away. The one thing that we deal with all the time is because our main clientele is athletes and you get athletes going in season, out of season, they go mm -hmm. to college, they come back. So like summer's about to be insane for us. So all of our athletes are coming back right now. That's definitely like our highest, our highest time. And then um, I guess to mention another revenue stream is we do uh, football camps. So um, pretty much every year we run like a combine type thing. We have, uh, we're going to be running a bunch of junior football programs, uh, speed camps and conditioning camps this year. So that's going to be a really, really busy July, August. Um, but yeah, so retention really just comes down to like the different seasons and stuff. Or like when school starts, we always, um, our, our schedule gets changed a little bit and the load and based on the day is changed because kids are now in school. So summer's going to be really morning loaded. And then when school starts, we get loaded in the afternoon again. But um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely uh, like a seasonal type thing for the athletes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's why it's always good to have that general population side of things too be able to provide that solid foundation, especially when you're in a facility that does a lot of athletics because it is so seasonal. Right. Um, same thing happens in like martial arts facilities, you know, that are doing jujitsu or MMA or Muay Thai or whatever it might be. Um, smaller niche market there as well. So to be able to have some type of general population fitness to be able to rely on is very helpful. Um, right. All right. So now, Big picture goals you kind of already touched on, um, but is that something, I know that that was like ideal to kind of have everything under one roof. Is that something that you're working toward or? I'm what, always what kind of, yeah, yeah. I'm always kind of working towards it. So I always tell everyone, I, I have a very entrepreneurial mindset. It's, it's, uh, and I'm sure you relate with your kickboxing gym. It's like, it, I can never turn it off. It's a good and bad thing. Yeah. I, 
there's some nights where I can't even sleep because I think about the things that I want to do, but you understand it's a slow process. And uh, for something like that, I'm talking about, it's, it's not just like me making moves, like the right things sort of need to fall into place as well. Cause mm-hmm. you never want to jump into something where you, you bury yourself. You don't want to, you don't want to be the reason that things stop working out because you were too anxious and you needed to jump on something. And that's why, you know, we're slowly building the brand more and more and more. Um, but if the right thing happens, um, but like right now, and it's such a crazy time right now, dealing with all this post COVID stuff and like mm-hmm. rising interest rates. And for whatever reason, real estate is extremely hard to come by mm-hmm. extremely. Like you would think because the slower business, more buildings would be open. It is the complete opposite. Everyone swooped up every single industrial building. The retail yep. spots are going like crazy. So, um, I'm always thinking about it. Absolutely. I'm always looking for that next move. Um, am I going to make that move anytime soon? Who knows? You know, it's, it's kind of like a, a perfect storm sort of needs to happen for a move like that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just talking to another guest about that the other day, that kind of entre- entrepreneurial mindset that you can never really turn off. It's like a blessing and a curse because it's like everything that you accomplish. It's like, okay, what's next, uh-huh. you know? And it's, it's, it's good, but at the same time, it's like, you're never really satisfied. So it's also, yeah, it's also like toxic in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It takes away from like personal life and family life. And, and, um, it almost kind of like takes you down, you know, like it takes the mood down a lot because you're constantly thinking about like where you could be and where you should be and all this stuff, but hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a positive and a negative for sure. And I can say it, it's helped me in a lot of ways, but it's also hurt me in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. Definitely can relate to that. Yeah. It's like, you're never, never satisfied, never, never happy, like where you are, you know? Right. And, um, it's, it's hard to, enjoy where you are at the moment because you've always kind of got your eye on what's next and and knowing that you are able to do more you know so i i totally can relate to that and just kind of never being never being happy where you are because you're always kind of reaching for what's next so it's good because it motivates like you're constantly motivated to reach that next level but like you said yeah it's it's definitely uh somewhat toxic as well so, yeah. Um, Did I lose you? Are you still there? Hello, Brianna.
Hello? Not sure what happened there. I have no idea. Can you still hear me? Yes. Okay. That's never happened before, but all right. So we can uh, pick up where we left off and we'll just piece it together on the back end. Um, all right. So question I asked was piece of advice for somebody who is considering opening their own facility or one of the most important things that you've learned uh, throughout your time in ownership. Um, the first thing that comes to mind, probably because I was just talking about it the other day was, um, you know, owning a gym, starting a gym really isn't that difficult, especially because most of the people that want to start the gym, they have the passion. The passion is, is already there and people mm -hmm. love that passion. So, you know, if you advertise right and you market correctly, you get the right people in the door, the word of mouth will happen. That's not so bad. The hard part is the growth of the gym and understanding the value of a real team that believes in your gym as much as you believe in your gym. I don't think anyone will ever believe and, and love my gym the way I love my gym, but I can at least look for someone who is close. You know what right. I mean? So mm -hmm. like I've gone through, I've gone through so many people that demanded the world and they did like a one month internship. It's like, come on, man. Like you barely spent any time with me. You haven't showed me anything other than like your hourly workability, you know, like how can I give you benefits, you know? So, yeah. but mm -hmm. it's, but it's having, it's finding the right people and having the right, you know, vetting process to, um, to get those people, but then it's, it's also compensating them and keeping them and, and, and showing them that you care about them once you have them, mm -hmm. because someone good is going to know they're good and everybody goes and starts their own thing, you know? Yes. So it's, it's, it's selling, it's selling the team. It's, it's selling the brand. Um, we, we always call ourselves a TNT family, you know, cause really, it really is like, mm -hmm. you know, that's my second family. And, and right. I treat everyone that comes in that door that way. Um, am I going to treat, you know, an hourly person that I just hired yesterday? Probably not right away because I've been burned a thousand times over and over again. Um, but there is definitely, um, I would say, have a vetting process, um, understand your brand and, and keep that brand together the best you can with the best team that you can find. Mm hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And sharing the vision with the team as well always helps to right. kind of get everybody on the same page and get them excited about the future and get them more bought in. But yeah, absolutely. Definitely super important point there because you can't do it all yourself. You know, as no. much as we might like to think so, um, eventually we need help. So exactly. Yeah. And that, and like I said, that comes to the growth aspect, the initial, the initial part you can do yourself. You can right. start a small gym by yourself. Will you be there all the time? Yep. Um, but if you want to grow it and you want to say, start a second location, you need a team, you need a team that you really trust. Right. Absolutely. All righty. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Um, so our, our uh, business page on Instagram is TNT underscore athletics underscore. You can find TNT athletics on Facebook. We have a, a YouTube channel as well. And then my personal Instagram is Drano. So my last name, D R A I N O H H H. And uh, you can find me on Facebook too. I do not do Twitter. 
<laughs> Me either. <laughs> yeah. Never have had one. <laughs> yeah, I, I always laugh because when when you saw people like news anchors and stuff start putting their Twitter, I was like, this is so dumb. This is never going to be a thing. And now it's like the thing. Everyone has their stupid yep. Twitter account on everything. It's like, ah, but yep. yeah, yeah I don't really get it. The whole lot. Uh, TikTok. Thing. I will not get on TikTok. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> That's the new up and coming platform, you know, for advertising. I know, I know all the freaking high school kids that I trained, they're like, you got to get a TikTok, Steve. I'm like, yep. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm yeah. sure I will at some point, but it's not right now. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. All right. So Steve from TNT Athletics in McHenry, Illinois. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show. All right. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Of course, to all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.